0: Hello. I am Trevor Cuba. In the memory of George Floyd, here is 8 minutes and 46 seconds
1: of silence.
0: Be safe.
2: This month, these years, they have been hard for queer folk. This very moment we fight hate across the world, as our very humanity is apt to debate in way too many places. There are so many, and the void left is devastating. We feel lonely and isolated as... This ongoing crisis ravages the world. We last so many over the years, and there's really nothing that can bring appeasement to the void left behind. Still we fight, still we love, still we are ever in the front line against hatred. Happy pride radiate rot, and I can only hope, or silly little show, brings you some solace in these strange times. We have always been here, and we are not going anywhere. This game contains natural disasters, and is not advised for anyone that has aversion to fire and burns. It also involves class violence and the eternal deluge caused by the mercurial love of our dark mother, the sea.
0: Hi, I'm Brad, I'll be playing Bayushi Minoru of the Bayushi Death Dealer School.
3: My name is Jolly, and I'll be playing our illusionist, Soshi Izume.
1: I'm Evan Strait, and I'll be playing Sakai no Doji Ikyo, a member of the Doji Bureaucrat School.
4: My name is Sam, and I'll be playing Asahina Hajime, a member of the Geeksteer
2: Duelist School. I'm Lutu. And I'll be playing the Emerald Lands as well as all its wonders and aurochs. So you paddle through the darkness. You, you Minero, you keep turning your head as if you heard the bell. And you reach through the token that you took from the watchtower. And you keep hearing the bells haunting you, and you turn towards the direction of the of the warehouses, and you swear you could see a scorpion samurai sitting on the roof of one of them, judging you. But the moment you turn your head, there is nobody there, and you stop listening to the bells.
0: I definitely turn, look, just... Does
2: anyone else hear
0: that? Everyone turns
2: their heads to the Strange, nearly untouched warehouses. They don't seem to be particularly well-built to explain surviving these. But yeah, that's the weirdest thing there.
3: It's a storm. There's a lot that we can hear, my dear.
4: Herjimi says, I think I hear everything, but I don't think I hear... No, I can't hear it.
0: Must have hit my head. My ears must be ringing. Yeah, with this quick dismissal of the strange
2: apparition, the the party finally reaches the Western Bank. The water has caused a lot of damage here, and uh, the only safe place seems to be the untouchable commune. And as you dock your boat and you get off it, you look up and you see the spread huts and houses of the Untouchable. On the opposite direction, past it, you can see banners flying, uh, straggling against the storm. You can see the Imperial banner, the Mere family banner, and the banner of the Emerald Office. It seems that uh, there seems to be a camp there near the... Untouchable commune on the far side of the hill, on the opposite direction of the crematorium.
4: Um, As soon as we get everybody safely ashore, I think I take just a moment uh, to, I mean, like at least, you know, long enough to make sure that the boat is pretty well secured and not like, um, like it's not going to get swept away. I try to make sure that it's like, you know, well enough
1: up onto the shore that if we need it again, we have access to it. Doji makes a point of, helping Asahina get the boat tied up. But as we're getting out of the boat, he offers his hand to Yuzume and says, My lady, welcome to the west bank of Hirosaka.
3: She's going to give him a little glare and then get out of the boat on her own. And she doesn't do it particularly gracefully, but she's going to do it on her own.
4: Hajime turns and sort of makes himself look like he's being very busy with that boat because he's giggling a little bit under his breath.
0: Bayushi gets up. Make sure Yozumi gets out of the boat safely, and then gets out. Commenting, ah, the West Bank, less rubble. Yes, yeah, than- it is
3: rubble lovely. Thank you, Bay.
4: Well, shall we?
2: So, uh, as you approach the Untouchable Kumon, it strikes you how neat, clean, and orderly everything is. In fact, despite the scarcity, these villagers live, and they this is probably the most comfortable and cleanest place you have seen this whole week because you've been pretty much on the road or on uh, neglected inns pretty much every single day ever since you left Qden Mia. Uh, and the villagers, they are focusing on welcoming the town survivors. And you can see them staying out of sight the moment they see samurai, but uh, opening their small stocks to the uh, people wandering into the into their commune. On your actual destination, the imperial camp, uh, you can see a lot of engineers work alongside laborers as they seem to be building mobile walls to try to repair the leave up north. Uh, And peasants are setting row after row of tents as uh, Mia Wakaba is riding along, coordinating the massive rescue operation. They notice uh, you and uh, they smile and they quickly shout to someone, quick, bring them some blankets and some food. And... And they point to a large command tent that has the, the banners of the Emerald office that, uh, uh, that you saw from the bank. Kitsu-san told me to, if I met you, to let you wait there.
4: Do we see Kitsu anywhere?
2: No. Uh, and, uh, servants quickly come and give you warm blankets and, uh, some, uh, Porridge, pudding light, rice meal. Uh, Conje, if you are familiar.
4: Um, yeah, Asahina just tucks in. He's starving.
2: Yeah. Uh, she smiles uh, even more as, <laughs> as they acknowledge that uh, you have been for quite a lot. It's, it's harmony inside the tent. Uh, you should go there and rest. I'll, I'll tell Kitsu-san that you have
3: arrived. Thank you for your generosity, Miyasama.
4: So, you know looks up and his mouth is still full of kanji, but he tries to be... Uh, he just bows. He just doesn't say anything and bows and uh, then uh, proceeds and goes into the tent.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Miyawakaba, uh, they just keep going back to barking orders and they seem to be pretty worried. as They see the four of you disappearing. So the tent is quite large. It's really a command tent, and it's, there are two lit braziers. There is a big table full of maps and documents that you recognize as the documents that were on the cart. And did I say that this was warm? Yeah, it was warm. And there are some really nice blankets there. And it's for all intents and purposes, your home, your office outside of office. So you have a moment to relax until the boss arrives. What do you do?
0: I'm going to there's a map of the ter- of the region we're in. I'm going to go over where the tower find where the tower fell on the map and put a mark there somehow even if I just put like something from the desk on there.
2: Yeah, you put there and uh, you figure out that this is actually on the Uge swamps on the border between the crane and the scorpion. And you're pretty sure that that part of the swamps is the Doji territory.
1: Doji will pull out the, the rough sketch he made of the common quarters and the layout and make sure it hasn't been too damaged in the rain, uh, touch up any things that are faded, or make a new copy if he has to. And then once he has that done, he'll get straight back out into the rain to see if he can touch base with Wakara to see if there's anything happening on the West Bank that needs to be dealt with,
2: and the others.
3: So uh, Yuzume um, is also going to shuffle over to the map with you know blankets over her shoulders, um, and she's just going to mark down uh, that bridge that was repaired um, and some of the cleared roads, just so that uh, there's an obvious um, sort of clear route. So if anybody has to go back to that part of the town, uh, they know that that way uh, is a safe way back to the eastern side. And then she's going to go up to a fire and just t- try to squeeze as much water out of her clothes and uh, her umbrella as humanly possible because she does not like this weather and she is very mad.
4: Yeah, I think Asahina is doing relatively that same thing. Um, he's just kind of focused on trying to dry off and warm up a little bit. He's enjoying being able to see in a more brightly lit space. That's nice. He's very excited about that. Um, But I think, yeah, mostly he's just trying to uh, get into a slightly more comfortable frame of mind. So you are
2: still working when uh, uh, Mia Wakaba comes in. And uh, they seem pretty worried. And they drop their cloak and sit on one of the quarters of the table. Have you, per chance, met any other Imperials on the way here?
4: I didn't see any myself, uh, Mia-san. My apologies.
1: The East Banks are primarily filled with commoners, and I believe Asahida noted several firefighters or wavemen. I couldn't tell what they were, but from his report, there seemed to be all of the lower classes over in the East Bank at the moment.
2: Uh, Mia-sora, the herald, tasked to prepare Osaka. I guess the storm uh, is nowhere to be found. The camp was set when I arrived. There were already some people here. Uh, But he himself, uh, we don't know. I think that they are either uh, with the Mott family on their keep or uh, Kitsu-san had the theory that they might be at the courthouse, which is probably the best place to organize any remaining samurai. And well, Wakaba seems to be pretty worried. Uh, it's pretty obvious to, to Doji Eiko that they are really trying to hide how much they are worried about this and about uh, Miyasora. But, uh, I mean, it's really something that Eiko notices.
1: We, passing through the east side of the town, have seen great devastation, but surprisingly enough, the people's will and survival has abounded. There have been many coming out of places that I would have deemed utterly ruined, and they are working together to rebuild. I admit that I, nor the rest of my companions, saw this individual on our journeys through the east side of Hirosaka. I firmly believe that there is a chance that they are doing well and working to overcome this situation.
2: They smile and they bow. They seem to be struggling to say something, but they realize that the best way to reassure you back is to say nothing. And that's when Kitsushogo comes in limping. The left side of their clothes is stained dark red, and you can see a slicing cut through his armor. The magistrate will not be of much help to anyone, he grants. He drops his straw cloak and hat on the floor of the campsite. It seems there's no local authority us here, I'm afraid. It's good to see that the four of you made out safe. He grants some more seeds and pours some sake. Oh, I would <clears throat> find some solace if you could report what you found on the eastern flank.
4: Asahina probably, I think, details uh, what happened with the former firefighters who turned into looters or whatever. Um, and he basically, that he just details, I guess, what he dealt with personally. Um, and he ends it with, and so now we have a boat also. That's a nice little bonus resource.
1: Aiko presents the documentation he filled out of the work the peasants were doing with the commoner's quarters, and the general establishment uh, and hands them over to uh, Shogo-sama.
2: Do any of you say anything else to the report?
3: So Yuzuma uh, is just going to um, squeeze one little bit more water out of her hair, and um... Say, we noticed a boat uh, on our way here, um, traveling in the opposite direction. Uh, It seemed to be helping people out of the water. Was that sent by you? Uh,
2: If I had my guess, I would say it was probably pirates, but pirates still live here and still have families here. I think that bond is more important than looting at this time.
0: Um, I'm going to take out the piece of the tower that I Grabbed. So during my delay, I found a, um, one of the watchtowers that fell into the river, and I grabbed this piece of it, and it looks like it was cut perfectly, at least to me. I'm going to present it to show everyone. Kava
2: seems to frown with a demonic glare, as they realize what this means and Kitsu verbalizes it, are you saying that you found evidence of intentional destruction of imperial property by Yoshi-san? Is that your statement?
0: I'm going to place it on the desk, point out the mark I made. I believe it merits further investigation, Kitsu-sama, Wakara-sama. But if there is, there would be evidence right there. The storm will make it
2: complicated to further further explore the site, but there's a certainly worth case for at least getting this testimony of the local lords. But Yoshi-san, you know your duty. I will be waiting for tomorrow for a complete report on your findings, and I'll expect you to write people to the Stewards of this land demanding explanations and scheduling interview as soon as spring comes. Are we understood?
0: Absolutely.
2: And he was pretty satisfied and uh, he's making a painted smirk. Well, now it comes my time to make my report. And he leans over the table and starts pointing to places on the map. So... We got lucky. Uh, most of the people, they don't spend winter here. Uh, they have relatives on a village inwards that tend to be more sheltered for the winter. Uh, you know, it's pretty windy here and there's not any trade going on. So there's really no reason for most of them to hang around. So pretty much all the people that live here, they aren't necessary to keep the the town working through winter or serving directly the Mott family. It's even uh, better for the samurai. I think there are barely any samurai around. Most of the samurai of Hirosaka they are either spending uh, winter court somewhere else or they are guests of the Kaikoka family of the Mott. So I'm assuming that they are with the keep with their hosts. But that does not mean there is not problem on the summer quarter. Uh, there seems to have been uh, fires lately there. Uh, in fact, there was a massive fire on the summer quarter that only stopped one week ago when uh, when it started hailing. Uh, pretty unusual fires from what I am understanding from the testimonies I gathered should be unusual for the for the time of the year and how much it has been raining. So a lot of houses on the Samurai District have been destroyed even before this happened. So this offers an opportunity for looters that might want to go around all the empty houses or the places ransacked by the fires. Considering what you told me about uh, the fire fighting gangs, uh, we cannot... Uh, Put out of the question that they have been uh, causing these fires and been profiting from it. I think that will be probably our top priority. Well, one of our top priorities. The other is to get to the Mod Samurai. I asked it around and they were pretty active during the first hours of the event. They were trying to get as many people inside the keep as possible. That was when uh, the blunt of the deluge hit them and it destroyed the bridges and walls that connected the part of their estate from the islands where we were around. Uh, and it completely destroyed their bathhouse, uh, which was probably uh, the easiest point of entry if uh, a servant would be sneaking in from the eastern side. So that that way to reach the the state is completely gone. Uh, this means that we will have to go to the Western Bank, go through the courthouse, uh, and make our way through the barracks and hope that we are able to get there. The Kachogke seem to be pretty busy. On the meantime, but uh, their help will be essential to handle this. So, I think we have tasks at hand. The first one is going to be for the four of you. You are going to the samurai district and you are making sure that there are no firefighter gangs active. Stop any crimes that you see being committed, then go to the courthouse with prisoners if necessary. I'll be there. I am going to go through the records and see that they are probably kept safe and bring everything here. I have suspicious thoughts about what might have happened here on the last weeks between the fires and this intentional sabotage. And it's very important that nothing happens to the court records in the meantime. And once we both fulfilled our duties, we're going to meet and approach the mod. Are y'all understood? you have anything to say about my assessment of the situation and the proper use of your skills.
3: Understood.
1: Perfect. Of course, the imperial order under heaven must be maintained in a time such as this.
4: Nods in assent with that, and then bows.
1: kitsu um, if I may take a moment
4: of your time?
2: Yes, please. Uh, is this something that you will prefer to talk in private?
4: Uh, if if it is not too much trouble, uh, I would appreciate that.
2: Not at all, and he takes some effort, but he rises and stumbles, stumbles towards the folded, sushi screen, and extends it. And once the four panels are open, uh, he moves behind it, clear within here, so short of everyone, and waits for you to say something.
4: Yeah, I think when he tries to get up like that, I'd probably offer him assistance. I don't know that he would take it, but i
2: tried.
4: try. Oh, uh, he won. He I earlier when we were sort of assessing the situation, did anything strike you as odd, out of place? I, I got sort of a strange sensation that something beyond the realm of the physical was something out of balance. Um as I was sort of observing the situation, I felt sort of a strange sensation come over to, or come over to me that I couldn't altogether describe. It felt like there was something odd that touched me. Did you notice anything to that extent?
2: I got a similar feeling walking around the summer quarter. Well, do you define that as something like uh, summer hair or desert wind?
4: desert wind is not an inapt description. It felt sharp and hot. It seemed wildly out of place in a cold and rainy setting. I can't claim to understand the elements or the workings of the kami, but it seemed to me something unusual.
2: The city has an history uh, with powerful spirits, aligned to the element of fire. And I suspect they might have awakened it somehow. They might be related to the issues that we have been having, having. and with the strange behavior of the Mort clan. Why aren't they not around here? Why are them secluded on their keep? Well, it's probably the safest place around and they must have a lot of people to tend hurt on the first wave and their own servants and whatnot. But I would expect at least one of them to be around. I think there might be something else around here. And uh, his expression is like, why cannot it just be firefighter gangs?
4: I think Asahina nods and he says, it did seem odd to me that none of them were directing any sort of relief. After all, they benefit just as much from the activities of this town, as anyone else does, so I don't understand why they wouldn't be more concerned in in its fate. Uh, I I I don't claim to know what we should do here. I would happily defer to your authority, but I felt it important to raise that concern with you.
2: Well, uh, the, the things are always weird when uh, they relate to the minor clans, especially because Miasara will probably have the ultimate authority on how these. Crisis is solved. Uh, I wonder why the mods seem to be not working with him as closely as before. And he says that he mentioned too much and he thanks for the screen because he will not want to see Wakada's face at these words. Uh, So. They might be working together, actually. I have no idea. They might be at the castle. Uh, forget what I said. Uh, just, you know, keep an eye for things out of the ordinary on the samurai quarter and play it safe. The last thing that we need is a fire going rampage the second it stops raining. That will make a much bigger disaster.
4: Uh, of course, Ketsu-sama, I will. Uh, I will do my best to keep some form of some form of order such as it is over there and he bows
2: also well, good work uh, you all did pretty well on the western bank from what I heard from your report. take care
1: as Doji leaves with the rest of the party, he will slip a small handwritten note to Kitsusama.
2: Uh, so, uh, we get you seem to be making your way around town uh, pretty easily. It seems that uh, uh, there are ditches alongside the road. Uh, it seems like the MIA did a lot of preparations to protect this side. So, Izumi, would you realize coming to this western side, when you looked at the way that the keep is built, how things are split? In the middle, you realize that, uh, oh, this architecture, a lot of it prepared for heavy rains, how fortified it seems to be against the other side of the river more than anything else. This was built by the crab. And what you notice now about the western side that tells you that uh, it was something built and decided when the crab occupied these territories and fortified it against the crane and the
3: scorpion on the other side. It's been decorated and made pretty over the years, but the base structures are very sort of basic, brutalist, utilitarian. Um, She can tell it's made of, you know, there's thick stone, um, there's, you know, the walls are a little bit higher than anything else on the other side. <laughs> and, you know, any, where, where other uh, buildings for, you know, that samurai would live in, that they would visit frequently, would include uh, some maybe like more decorative architecture or carvings. Uh, there isn't anything. Uh, it's all been uh, painted on later or tacked on later on the roof or something like that. But,
2: uh, what is the rationalisation going on to blame these uh, these damaging, how much the, the eastern side was damaged compared to the western on the crab?
3: Well, clearly they didn't um, extend the same uh, courtesy that they did to their own uh, housing that they did to uh, you know the merchants, the commoners, etc, who are under their protection, and so it says to her that either it was a lack of caring or that when the crab were here, Hirasaka was much much smaller, and whoever has moved in afterwards uh, kept the better fortified buildings to themselves and let. Uh, those who are in different positions in the celestial wheel more or less fend for themselves.
2: And as you are going alongside all the way up to the northern gate to enter the summer quarters, a thunderbolt falls pretty close to to where you are. And you realize that the storm is right on top of Hirosaki. And another thunderbolt falls again, and it strikes one of the towers of the Mot estate. And the torrent of all-fused Rock crumbles over the tea house outside of its gardens and starts a fire inside the state of the minor plan.
4: I mean, I think I definitely would immediately want to go ahead there. he's He's starting to jog that way, but he's turning around and like looking backward at everyone else, like just like, are we going? Are we Is this what we're doing?
2: So you go to the Samurai Quarters and for obvious reasons, you're probably not looking around with as much scrutiny as before. And there are three streets uh, which seem to have most of the Samurai houses. You don't see lanterns around. The states seem for the most part empty. Uh, If there are people... Uh, looking to right here they are not very obvious i mean a lot of the gardens are destroyed trampled even houses seem to have crumbled under the weight of the hail and the storm and really there are really few few houses standing uh in fact one of the houses is familiar to Yuzume. One of the few houses that are still more or less intact other than some paper damage. Uh, it is exactly the house they stayed. Who did this house belong to back when they were in the town?
3: Uh, this belonged to a Ide um, called Ide Rise, uh who is a caravaner. Um, She'd probably be in her fifties by now. Um, And it's not her main sort of home. She has a few dotted about on different uh, places near her caravan route. And uh, so this is her house.
2: Yeah, it seems that if she's still living here, she's not here for winter or any of uh, her relatives. The house seems empty, but uh, empty as if someone left at the end of autumn and left everything in order. Uh, You cannot say the same about the other house that seems to be more or less intact. It is strange. It is a house in the third street where pretty much every house has been burned down by fire. Uh, The few that remain, they have pretty much lost entire sections Uh, And will need some serious rebuilding. But then you have this house right in the middle of the street, uh, which has been not even a scorch mark. You see clear signs of a break-in. The house does not seem to be touched by fire, does not seem to be touched by the storm. It's mostly whole. But you can see that someone clearly has forced their way in.
3: Um, So Yuzeme is going to point this out and uh mention this is a merchant's house uh, or a merchant patron's house um it's likely that it's full of uh items that people are going to want to steal uh, if they haven't already uh i think we do owe it to the owner to investigate and ensure that there's no one in there looting it at the moment
0: i'll take the lead on walking up to it sword hand on my say i'm not drawn
4: I think I'm try- trying to position myself. <laughs> one of the people who uses their brain is between Bayushi and I, um, and the other one is behind me.
2: You hear a high-pitched scream, and uh, you can hear the sound of footsteps running inside the house, and you can see someone lighting a light inside.
0: Okay. Swords out. Swords out, rushing up. In we go. I'll take the
4: main entrance. You take the tea house. Hina nods and starts running towards the teahouse.
2: So, Asahina, uh, immediately as you open the teahouse, you can see uh, small footsteps still fresh on the mud. And you can see uh, a laborer inside the teahouse surprised to see you. And there seems to be a small child uh, embracing them, crying.
4: Quickly, what happened? (laughs)
2: Samurai-sama, <laughs> the the laborer, apologized, for stating himself, "What do you mean?
4: What what do I mean? I heard a scream. What what just happened?
2: Uh, I beg a thousand pardons, Uh on the name of the fortunes, I swear. Uh, Yoshi, he was just scared. He heard you, and he thought it it was something else." Is not aware that it was you, honorable samurai sama.
4: Why are you in the house of a samurai? What are you doing here? Uh, I'm
2: I'm a seasonal laborer, samurai sama. Uh, I I work often from the Unicorn Clan, and I was caught by doing extra work here, and I ended up having to stay a bit longer to take for. Him and uh, he points to Yoshi. So I was pretty much stuck in town. And uh, when the storm came and I needed a refuge, I knew that nobody would be here. And you know, samurai houses are much better built. So I took uh, I took Yoshi here, and we have been hiding here. We have not disrupted anything
4: if there's anything supernatural or um, or the shiver up my spine or whatever.
2: You know, there is this funny thing about um, when you are in pain and suddenly you realize you, you have a break and it stops hurting and you realize how much in pain you actually were, but uh, your mind was tricking you to go on. Uh, you get something similar. The, you realize how stressful and anxious you've been since you notice that weirdness coming out from west. West, and suddenly you realize, ever since you stepped into this tea house, you are not feeling it. It's extremely calm here. You feel that whatever dissonance of the fire element that is happening all around you, it's here. The spirits are calm in this presence of something here. And again, I want to point out, this house was the only on on this street that was not consumed by fire.
1: Ico, like walks in the threshold and just calls and says, if you haven't found anything... We have duties to be attending to. Uh, There's a peasant back here uh, with, and then he looks at Yoshi, a child. Doji takes a moment to kind of like collect his, his courtly professionalism manner and then walks into the room and sees this child and Asahina standing over him and says, boy, is there a reason my companion should be concerned with you.
2: No, we are just here for shelter. We have not, uh, Marco. Uh, as Marco said, uh, we have not uh, damaged anything or used any of the Samurai good stuff. We even protected the place.
1: Is Is Yuzumi in this room, or is she somewhere else? Is there something? mystical about the situation that i am missing
4: uh asahina turns and he says there's just an odd feeling can't you do you not feel that there's it's calm here there's an anxiety everywhere else outside where we've been but here it isn't there's just a a feeling of peace some sort of balance don't you feel that
1: doji's knuckles whiten a little bit as he holds his fan and he says if this place is peaceful, why are we here? There are duties to attend to.
4: I think the only reason that we're here is because this is out of place. We uh, and I think he kind of steps back and he says, "I, I, I will defer to your better judgment."
1: Unless you two have found anything that makes the use of time we've spent here worthwhile, I recommend we turn to what Kitsu-sama requested us to do, and then we turn from. To turn to she's this. just
3: gonna like the one visible side of her face is just gonna have a bit of a flat look to it. And um, she'll turn to the peasants and just say, Name and profession.
2: Uh, Marco, a seasonal laborer. And uh, Yoshi seems confused. Yoshi?
3: <laughs> For whom do you work?
2: Uh, it depends. Uh, usually I do contracts for the Unicorn Clan or the, the Mod Clan.
3: And do you do work here?
2: Uh, not currently.
3: Do you know the owner of this home?
2: Yes, I'm familiar. I knew that uh, she and her families will be out of town.
3: I suggest you find somewhere else to wait out the storm. If you were not given permission to be here, it would be a shame if they were to find out that your home, their home has been broken into.
2: Thankful, merciful Samurai-sama. But Yoshi is not having any of this. It's not fair. We protected this place. There would not be a house if not for us. It's not fair. And Maku is very pale. I apologize for my child, uh, Samurai-sama. He does not know what to say and forgets himself.
3: Children often do. What did you do to protect this place, young man?
2: I kept the fire away.
3: And how did you did that,
2: uh, Yazumi? As you say that, uh, tell me, uh, how does Yazumi usually uh, feel in the presence of other priests
4: uh, hmm. when
2: they have, you know, when the kami are, let's say, excited around them?
3: I think she probably feels, as, as with most things, if the kami are excited around another person, she probably just feels very tired having to sort of be near that residual excitement. Um, so she can sense, she'd be able to sense like, oh, you know, there's the kami want to talk to this person. Um, and it's a little bit like background noise because she doesn't purposely want to be involved in the conversation.
2: Yes, yeah, so you sense not only this, but you you get this sense of hostility, you know, just like you when you walk in a courtroom and you realize that everyone has been discussing the latest rumors about you and just gone silent. You get the same hostility going out around this child.
3: Interesting. Uh, she's going to bend down so that she's at... His level so she can look at him and she's going to soften her posture as much as she can. Uh, she's normally very rigid and everything. Um, young man, have you been asking some friends to help you keep this house safe?
2: There was a very, very bad and friendly friend and I asked all my other friends to keep him away and calm him, and he did. And he stayed away from the houses. I mean, he was really, really angry. He, I wanted him to go away from the other houses, but he just went in. I'm sorry. I wish I could have served the other houses.
3: Do you know, I know the person who owns this house, and I think that they would be so happy that you were able to protect their possessions, their home, and that your friends did so much to to help you do that. I, I have friends of my own that I talk to, and I know that sometimes it can be a little bit difficult when there's a scary one nearby. I think that you were very brave.
2: Does this mean we can stay?
3: I think I will give you, young man, an official duty to ensure that this house stays protected. So, yes, you may stay.
1: Doji will be drafting uh, a small document. During the disaster, these working class peasants were given permission to stay in the house in order to safeguard it from potential damages. Signed the office of the imperial magistrates and then provide it to be the older of the two.
2: Mako is still kneel, uh, kneeling over, completely pale, and he cannot even utter the, the, the simplest words. And seeing the paper, he seems almost ready to break down. And now, can chemistry is. Thank you, Samarisama. Thank you a thousand times, and may the fortunes carry you and give you all the
1: blessings.
3: Yizume will just sort of stand up and give them both a short nod.
1: Indeed, we were instructed to make sure that we prevented as many damages as possible, and this harms no one, yet prevents future damages. Plus, as you say, enriching the future of a minor clan is by far from an honorable action.
3: Oh, I suppose... If none of the other houses uh, happen to have a, a child who can speak to the kami in them, this may be the best we can do.
2: The rest of the samurai quarter is empty as you first assume it, and we are able to cross the early quiet temple quarter without further issues. And quickly, you'll find yourself in front of the magistrate station and courthouse. And you can see that there are lanterns lit inside the assembly hall, and you can hear voices inside.
0: I mean, I I suppose it'll be the two men with three-foot
4: lo- razor blades who will take the lead again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be happy to step in, um, but...
2: Yeah, you slide the massive doors open, and inside you see Kitsushogo uh, and uh, a Mia, uh, a Mia of uh, middle age, uh, arguing about something. And as soon as Shogo notices uh, your arrival, uh, he stops midward. Well, this is Mia Sora. Uh, uh, Kitsushogo introduces. He has been the one. Uh, handling the situation so far. Uh, and you can see that it's really hard for Kitsu to say even this. He seemed to be really contenting himself to lash, uh, to prevent himself from lashing out at the Imperial.
1: Like, as I'm kind of putting things together for Iko to share a glance with Yuzumi to see if she's picked up on anything, because we've worked together for a while now, and I know she picks up very well on subtle hints from other people that I might not catch at first glance.
3: Yeah.
2: Zoom in. what do you see at this note?
3: Um, she's more of picking up body language and a bit of lip reading.
2: Yeah. The two of you working in tandem, you realize that um, Miyasura has made uh, a request from Kitsu Shogo. And uh, Shogo basically refused it. And... Miyasara was outright to the point of making it an order, and Kitsushogo had to basically give a legalistic uh, excuse. And Miyasara did not get the clue and was going to really insist. And at the moment that you entered, Shogo was really almost to the point of losing it with uh, the imperial.
1: Uh, some comment about how negotiations shouldn't be held in back rooms, that if there is a request to be made to another authority, proper forms and documentation are required. Something... He just says, uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I see that you have your renderlings here. I have more important matters to tend off. And basically, exits exec- the scene as fast as uh, he can with dignity. He barely gives you a second glass. And kids so visibly relaxes. So, how did it go?
1: Aiko will use his fan to gesture to Asahina and say, we managed to find some precautions against further fires, which we hope will assist some of the remaining samurai quarters, but there is not much action we were able to take beyond that before we entered here.
3: The fires are potentially being caused by a malicious spirit. Uh, there is a young Shigenja in the Samurai Quarter who was able to uh, speak to some of the other spirits in the area to prevent them from doing further damage. Uh, However, due to their age and inexperience, uh, that cannot extend further than the building that they are staying in.
2: Yeah, Asahina, you look at... uh his face when he hears about the fires being caused by an angry spirit and you can just recognize by the movements of his eyebrows, let's see. Why did it have to be spirits? Uh, But the rest of his body language is pretty relaxed. Once again, you are given an impossible situation and you perform beyond your capacity. I guess it's time. and. He starts pulling what seems to be two coffers filled to the brain with documents. Well, time to meet the Mott.
3: may just kind of fans herself at the sight of all of that paperwork, just very slightly.
1: <laughs> uh, Doji is also delighted at the thought of being able to work with something reasonable, uh, like the paperwork in the chests, rather than little boys talking to fire spirits.
2: So the two of you go outside uh, and you're going to the rock garden between the courthouse and the magistrate station. And before you can do something, you just uh, are blinded by a multiple succession of uh, thunderbolt strikes. And you adjust your eyes towards that. And you can just see the roof of the keep exploding. The third floor, the only part of the building that is made of wood, just ignites in a fireball that collapses from the roof to the bottom of the cube. The entire thing is on fire and stone walls glow red. As in less than five minutes, what was almost the safest place in Inosaki becomes a fire pit from where there can be no escape. Sky is
0: darkened with ash. I'm going to go get everyone else.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the others just hear this rapid discharge and just rush out to see what is happening.
1: I think upon seeing such widespread destruction, uh, Doji is going to kind of zone out a bit from everything going on and take a moment to recount several, like, ancestral teachings of the crane, like, sayings by Doji no Kami.
2: Yeah, this is happening, and Kitsushogo almost drops the, the two boxes, and he seems tired beyond, beyond belief, but has this determinate look on his face. We need to get into the keep somehow, now. Find me a way to get in. Don't have time to go to the barracks. Just find me a weak point on the wall. I don't. I don't care how hard it is to reach. Find me one now.
1: Listen,
4: the boss wants us to find him a hole. We're gonna find it. Not even just a hole. It'll be the best hole.
2: You find uh, an, uh, a crumble section of the wall that has been ravaged by the by the the waters and. Uh, And where the tea house burned down and the bathhouse was dragged, the wall is just low enough that one could actually scale it. Of course, the problem is that one would have to be jumping over the rushing waters to do that. And Shogo is already putting the crates down and preparing a hooked rope to throw it over. But thankfully, you notice that, hey, you don't need to do this. There is actually a part of the uh, tower that just crumbled that you can just pull it towards you. So you can just walk to the base of the wall and climb it. I don't have to risk jumping this. So you can point that to him or just let him jump like
0: an idiot. Oh no, I'm definitely pointing out just um, Kitsu-sama. Perhaps that would be a little easier.
2: Mm, And uh, he notices it and without a pause, he puts the, throws the rope towards it and starts pulling and nods to you and Asahina to help him pull. You pull and pull and pull and while this is happening, that's when you notice the rain has stopped. There is... This smell a smell of pine and earthware that is invading your nostrils as picked up by a cold wind and you shiver as the sweat falls down your brow and ash and snow start falling over your skin. The tower is set. A way into the inferno is open, and Kitsushogo turns to the four of you. These two things he points to the chests. They are the most important things for the empire about Hiroseken now. You have to take this to the Emerald Office and send this directly to Doji Satsume as soon as spring comes. These are your orders to take this and, if possible, make copies. And you are to do this above anything else and not put yourselves in any unnecessary risks.
4: Asahina hesitates for a very long minute. There's like an obvious sort of uncertainty to it, but he kind of haltingly uh, just bows, I think, very low to uh, Kitsu. And uh, then, I guess,
1: sort of steps back. Doji Aiko's face gets kind of set very emotionless in stone. And he looks Kitsu in the eye, even though that defies common protocol and, and says duty to the Empire regardless of my personal risk is what put me under you, Kitsusama. I would be humbled to do this for you and the Empire.
3: Okay. So if she were to Say, may the North Winds keep you safe and maybe raise an eyebrow as though she's offering something, what would he do?
2: He will accept it.
3: Okay. So then she's going to start uh trying to uh use Shroud of the North Winds uh to give him as much time as possible under its little benefit. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So basically, you command with the Arkami and you ask them to keep him safe. And you can see small gales of wind moving debris out of his way as he walks.
3: Okay. So he, pro- he, won't, he won't really get to be invisible for a very long time, but hopefully it gives him a bit of a boost.
0: <laughs> Bayushi's just going to bow very low and say nothing. Um, but his eyes are showing that he's very, very upset at this turn of events.
2: Shugo crosses the fallen tower, climbs the wall, struggling a bit with the footing, and turns back and nods one last time before disappearing into the fire.
1: Doji is keeping the the satchels of documents uh, like hugged to his chest if he can to keep them from out of any rain, protecting it with his body. Uh, if he has to, and trying to keep them as shielded from the elements as possible.
2: You make your way back to, to your campsite. As you enter, you can see the end of the night, down where ashes meet orange grief. And you later learn from a servant that no living soul emerges from the house of the Moth.
0: Brad can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian.
3: Charlie can be found on Discord as Receleon and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog.
1: Evan can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite or Discord as PushyMushy1871. And I'm a part of another actual play for L5R. Called Secondhand Strife. You can check us out anywhere podcasts are distributed.
4: Sam can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement, and on Instagram as at Ludu
2: Ludo can be found at Deletiel on Twitter, and their design work can be found at Populesque Ludum Syndicate on Drive RPG and Itch.io. This is a Courts Game Podcast. You can find more about them at Court Games Pod, on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legends of the Five Drink is the intellectual property currently owned by Fantasy Flight Games.